Let me ask you a question. Has history shown anything like the Jew and his future? Anything since antiquity? Any people group whatsoever? A people taken into Babylonian captivity, released 70 years later and encouraged to rebuild their city and revive their worship of the God of Abraham. 500 years later, subject to mass murder in 70 AD, subject to the great diaspora for nearly 2,000 years, all the while birthing ideologies that would permeate the nations of the earth, subject to inquisitions, pogroms, and, and finally corralled into concentration camps of whom six million were murdered, only to return to their ancient land within ten years. Given recognition and statehood by the international community, resurrect an ancient language, create irrigation systems, bountiful crops, modern cities, and, yes, most recently, declare and, and set the city of the great king Jerusalem the capital of the covenant nation. Again, any people whatsoever? None, other than those to whom God spoke and the prophets wrote. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. Yes, it's a miraculous nation of unmatched gifts and callings, presently declaring to the international community the mantra, never again, while in a not-too-distant future, again, hostile neighbors will plot a time of trouble for Jacob. This time, it'll forever change the world. Events declared by the Jewish prophets for millennia. A great tribulation declared throughout the Bible. See, if there's anything I'm hearing these days from people of, of many spiritual persuasions is, what in the world is happening? What's going on? Are we in the end times? Do you believe the birth pains, the, the first three and a half years of Daniel's 70th week are underway? Are they going on now or are they very soon to come? When's the Lord going to return? Are we close? Or do you believe we still have some time? My friends, the religious community is very aware of the recent dramatic shifts in the political, social, economic, and spiritual climate. But these same barometers of world conditions are not going unnoticed in the global community either. So might we go to the Bible, both Testaments, and see what's being revealed? What Israel in particular will experience shortly before the return of the Messiah? What's, what's been given in plain sight for us to read and to understand? In fact, the Son of God insists we do understand. I most always like to start in Matthew chapter 24, where, where Jesus provided a comprehensive response to his disciples as they were leaving the grandeur of the temple in Jerusalem. The Lord was quick to point out that the, the time would come when not one stone would be left upon another. And there was a coming generation, a, a shift in that generation that would radically change the way we would relate to God and how he would relate to us. I always appreciate the way the Lord used his Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapter 24 to set forth very clear timing indicators of the events that must, must absolutely precede his return. Chapter 24 is Jesus' most lengthy, explicit, and detailed teaching in Scripture on the end of the age. 
Similar descriptions are given in Mark 13 and, of course, in Luke 21. The fact is, these podcasts that we've been doing are are purposed to make that information available to a wide audience, along with other popular scriptural knowledge. Jesus provided us with one word, one particular word that makes it makes it very clear he was determined we recognize and understand the critical time frame of Matthew 24. You know what that word is? A very simple word. The word then. T-H-E-N. It's an adverb. It's an adverb that points to a time, a point in time, a point in time in those days, those coming days. So here we go. I strongly suggest you underline, color, circle, or whatever you have to do so you can clearly point to the sequence of events from the time Jesus warns the disciples not to be hoodwinked by deception, but see, see clear timing indicators that increase with intensity. Now, if you have your Bibles, uh, turn to Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to start in verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when, when will these things be? And, and what, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Now, let me suggest uh, this will be a time of highly unusual, perhaps even supernatural events taking place, striking fear globally, paving the way for false prophets functioning with a significant degree of accuracy. Global fear will will strike many inside and, and outside the spiritual community because of wars and rumors of wars. But Jesus is clear here. These things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. But with the next word, the Lord begins to present a series of events in a particular order that clearly communicate what we 21st century earthlings must know and understand. Listen to verse 9. Here's that timing indicator. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another and hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. My friends, these events are occurring during a specific time frame in Jerusalem, bringing devastation and death to the Jewish community and others in the region. I love what Jesus says next. Listen to this carefully. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. And, oh, here it is. And then the end will come. Not yet. There's still more to come. A lot more. Verse 15. I believe the key verse that that points to the Lord's clear warning of a shift in the heavens that will affect everything on earth. Listen to this. Verse 15. Therefore... When you see, well, when you see this, when when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. 
When you see a, a radical transition in a particular man most most recently healed of a deadly wound, entering a newly constructed temple to bring a halt to a recently instituted temple sacrifice, claiming himself to be God, then, here it is again, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, get out of Jerusalem. In short, if you're Jewish and you've been adhering to the mantra, never again, understand and take action because it's happening again and worse. Verse 21, for then there will be great tribulation, such has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days, unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. What days? Well, the days of Daniel chapter 11, the days of Ezekiel 38 and 39, the days of, of Zechariah, or chapters 12 through 14, the days of Revelation chapter 12. Yes, the days of Jacob's trouble and the great tribulation. And then another timing indicator. Then, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ. Do not believe it. Why? Because lying signs and wonders will be everywhere. Now listen to this carefully. Jesus continues here, but there's a transition, a very important one. Matthew 24, verse 29. Here's a timing indicator. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the power of the heavens will be shaken. Immediately after the tribulation, and the, the cosmic events among the sun, the moon, and the stars. Verse 30, then, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. When? Then, immediately after the tribulation of those days, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he'll send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they'll gather together as elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Matthew chapter 24, verse 32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When, when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. Verse 33. So you also, when you see all these things, when you see all these things, know that it's near. It's at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. What generation? The generation that will see the events I just spoke about. Matthew twenty four thirty five. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. My friends, I, I can't be any clearer than that. I count at least nine times Jesus uses the word then, pointing to us a specific alignment and sequence of events that should make clear to the church this age is now coming to an end and that we should be shouting from the rooftops, 
that time is extremely short. The Bible shows the two witnesses are moving in signs and wonders in Jerusalem with viewership around the world at this time. And I submit a a martyr church is doing likewise. Folks, uh, the greatest revival in history is the welcoming sight of the coming King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let's pray. Father, it's clear you're uh, not keeping these coming days a mystery. I don't believe for a moment that uh, what we've just read and uh, explained to people, the very words of the Son of Man, require any guesswork. Lord, although this uh, this will be a, an extremely critical time of unusual conflicts among the nations and, and many running to and fro in efforts to understand the prophets and, and what all this means for the nations, you're raising up a people who are well acquainted with you and your word, a people prepared ahead of time with the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be a voice of calm and, and yes, clarity for those seeking refuge in your coming kingdom. Father, pour out your Spirit now among your covenant people. Bless them. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Give Gentile believers everywhere the wisdom and wherewithal to be an end-time voice to the Jew who will be in the throes of Jacob's trouble. We ask in the name of our Lord, Amen and Amen. Beloved, go back, do some, do some underlining, and, and mark the clear timing indicators we've, we've shown. I, I believe they'll prove critical in the coming days. And be a voice, church, not an echo of the past. And subscribe to the podcast and pass along to your friends. Maranatha, I'm Bill Nordstrom. <laughs>